Good morning. If you would turn with me to the second epistle to of Peter, chapter ten, second Peter one ten. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. In Mark chapter 5, in Mark five nineteen, Jesus said to an individual, Go and tell them what great things he has done for you, and how he has shown you mercy. It would be hard to find a better passage to describe how we ought to live our lives After coming to Jesus, go and tell others what great things he has done for you and how he has shown you mercy. Think about the last year. Think about 2020. Go and tell others what great things he has done for you. And how he has shown you mercy. A child of God ought to praise God in every problem. A child of God ought to bless God in every burden. A child of God ought to sing to God in every sorrow. A child of God ought to trust in God Through every trial. This is a very personal lesson this morning that I've called takeaways from 2020. The term takeaway is a great term, it has to do with thoughts and ideas and concepts that we want to remember. I guess we would call it a divine sticky note. A divine sticky note. Divine sticky notes, takeaways from 2020. And what I'd like to do this morning is share with you seven takeaways that I have learned from the past year. And while the lesson is very personal with me, I believe that you'll be able to relate and connect as we all consider God and His will together. So seven takeaways from 2020, because after all, we all should examine ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5 We should do what 2 Peter 1 verse 10, our scripture reading this morning says. Give the more diligence to make your calling and election sure. I really do want to be the type of person 
that praises God through every problem, that blesses God through every burden, that sings to God through every sorrow, that trusts in God through every trial. But sometimes I'm not. And I suspect sometimes you're not. So there's something in this study for all of us. Here's my first takeaway. I want to be more patient with the frailties and humanness of others. I want to be more patient with the frailties and the humanness of others. Now, 2020 is a word that uh, is, is, is a year where two words seem to come up very often. The first word is anger. There was a lot of ticked off and frustrated people in 2020 for a variety of reasons. The second word is polarized. Our country became increasingly aware of how polarized the country really is. I want to be more patient with the frailties and humanness of others. You know, there's a time to be angry. There is righteous anger. But the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Ephesians 4, 26. A reminder of how difficult it is to be angry with the right person in the right way. The Word of God says, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. That's Ephesians 4, 32. A word that has fallen into disuse, but it's a good word, it's a biblical word, is the word forbearance. Forbearance. And really what it has to do with is patience with the frailties and humanness of others. Aren't you glad that God is patient with our frailty and humanness? Romans 2 and verse 4 says it is the forbearance of God, among other things, that brings about our repentance. Romans 3.26 speaks of Jesus coming in the great redemptive plan, saving plan of God. And how God who had been forbearing provided what we have been needing all our lives in our frailty and humanness. And then I think, Brother Jim, about how God's people are to be forbearing. Ephesians 4 and verse 2 speaks of forbearing one another in love. Put on forbearance, Colossians 3 and verse 13. Let's be practical in a good common sense type of approach to things. We want others to be patient with us in our frailty and humanness. Amen? 
should we not practice the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Matthew 7, verse 12. As I look back on takeaways from 2020, I want to be more patient with the frailty and humanness of others. Even when their frailty and humanness is something that might be deplorable. We don't compromise with sin, but we can still care about the plight of others. Number two, a second takeaway. As I think about takeaways from 2020, I want to give greater assurance and comfort to those that are hurting even when I may be hurting too. I want to give greater assurance and comfort to those that are hurting even when I might be hurting too. I suspect that every person who has lived in 2020 has had to deal with loss. Perhaps the loss of life, the loss of a job, the loss of opportunity or blessing, maybe graduation. If you lived in 2020, a lot of us had birthdays, didn't we? And things were different, it seems. I want to be able to give comfort and assurance to people that are hurting even when I may be hurting too. Our God is the God of all comfort. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Our God is a God that comforts the downcast. 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 6. And you know, the Bible speaks of how we should comfort one another with the precious promises of God. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. A third takeaway. A third takeaway from 2020. Just going over the first two again. I want to be more patient with those. Those I know in their frailties and their humanness. I want to be more comforting and assuring to those that are hurting. Even when I might be hurting too. Third. I want to have a more compassionate heart toward all, but especially toward those I'm closest to. I want to have a more compassionate heart toward everybody, but especially those that I'm closest to. And by that I mean you, the family of God. By that I mean Cherie, my wife. I mean my children and my grandchildren. I mean my mother. 
I want to have a compassionate heart toward all, but especially those that I'm closest to. One of the things that 2020 has revealed is how lacking in compassion we might be to some of the people that we're closest to. And compassion that we might have for someone maybe that we don't even know. We lack for those that we do know. Families have spent a lot of time together. Parents have had to spend a lot of time with children. And perhaps a lack of compassion was evidenced. I think of Jesus. At least three times in Matthew, it talks about Jesus being moved with compassion. Matthew 9 and verse 36. Matthew 14, 14. Matthew 15 and verse 32. Jesus always felt. Milton, he was always able to genuinely rejoice with people that rejoiced. And to weep with those who wept. I want to be more like Jesus with that kind of heart. Don't you? That was Romans 12 and verse 15. And Colossians chapter 3 talks about the need in verses 10 through 12 to put on compassion. Number four. Takeaways from 2020. Biblical takeaways. I want to keep in mind that no matter how overwhelmed and weighed down and alone I may feel, I am not forsaken by my God. I want to keep in mind that no matter how overwhelmed, how alone, how weighed down I may feel, I am not forsaken by my God. The end of the gospel of Matthew, the gospel of the king, the Messiah. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The writer of Hebrews would say, The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13 verses 5 and 6. Have you felt alone? Overwhelmed? A couple of sweet sisters were asking me about my mother who lives about 800 miles away. It has now been one year since I have seen her face to face. And she is in her 80s. I wonder if she feels alone. Weighed down sometimes. And discouraged. Isaiah 41 verse 10. Isaiah 41 and verse 10 says, Fear not, be not dismayed, 
I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will bless you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. And what was true in the book of Isaiah is even more true for the child of God. Number six. Not number five, isn't it? Takeaways from 2020. I want to watch my appetite and my intake of this old world. I want to watch my appetite and my intake of things that are of this old world. You know, you could have watched so much news that you stayed down in the dumps You could have watched the election returns that are going on even now and gotten awfully down in the dumps. I want to watch my appetite and my intake as it concerns the things of this world. I've gotten to shop a whole lot more during this particular time for groceries. I have noticed it's been really hard to find baking goods. Julie, is this your fault? I know it's not just Julie's fault because I think a lot of us have engaged in the sweets and other things a great deal. Looking for some comfort food. Amen. And while there's a place to enjoy these things, If that's all you have an appetite for and all that you take in, there's something something that's not very nutritious about that. Your word, have I esteemed more than my necessary food, Job 23, 12. Your word was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Your word was found and I did eat it, Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4, 4. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Colossians 3, 16. We are what we eat. In 2020, we should have this takeaway. Never have we needed God and His precious Word in our lives more on a consistent basis. Number six. As I think about takeaways from 2020, I want to finish well. I want to finish well. That's my takeaway. I want to finish well, but I need to remember that I won't get out of this life without scars. I need to remember I won't get out of this life without scars. You do too. 
the purest and holiestness, the holiest and the one most free from sin that's ever lived, Jesus, did not get out of this world without scars. Do you think you will? Do you think you're better than him? Do I think that? And sometimes we forget because we'll emphasize Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4. I have finished the course. I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. There's laid up for me the crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy 4 verses 6 through 8. That's a wonderful passage. What it says is true. But it's the same Paul who wrote, I bear branded in my body the scars of Jesus. The marks of Christ. Galatians 6, 17. Moses, as great a man as he was in the Old Testament. Remember I talked about staggering to the finish line in a sermon a couple of months back in Numbers 20. Here's this great man of God. And he staggers some at the finish. We will not get to the finish line without staggering sometimes. And we will not get to the finish line without our scars. But thank God we can get to the finish line by the grace of God and His help. Number seven. Here's a takeaway from 2020. I want to keep in mind that I want to commit my heart and soul and mind fully to God. I want to keep in mind to commit my heart and soul and mind fully to God. To love Him with all of my heart and soul and mind and strength. Mark 12 and verse 30. To set my affections on things that are above where Christ is. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. 2020. With its many trials. In every trial... I trusted him. In every burden, I blessed him. In every problem, I praised him. In every sorrow, I sang of his greatness. I have to be honest, I didn't. But I want to. Seven takeaways from 2020. Now here's what I want you to do. Turn in your Bibles to the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Turn to Luke chapter 23. And if my takeaway was I want to be more patient with the frailties and humanness of others... Look at Luke 23, 34. As Jesus was placed on the cross, then said Jesus, Father, 
Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23, 34. Go down a few verses. The second takeaway was, I want to be more assuring and comforting to those that are hurting, even when I hurt. Look at Luke 23, 43. And to a dying thief who at least for some time in his life had lived miserably and yet puts his trust in the Lord, Jesus says, today you shall be with me in paradise. Oh, the assurance and comfort Jesus gives all while bearing our sin. You reckon he was hurting? And in his pain, and in his sorrow, and in his burden, he not only praised and blessed God, he blessed someone next to him. Third, turn to John 19. John 19, look at verses 25 through 27. The takeaway was this. I want to have a more compassionate heart with everyone, but especially those with whom I'm the closest. You, my family, my loved ones. And Jesus said these words of compassion from the cross. Oh, what presence of mind, Carl. Think about that one, Shorty. Woman, he says to Mary, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. Turn to Matthew, the 27th chapter. I want to understand that when I feel alone and overwhelmed and weighed down, that God has not forsaken me. Matthew 27, 46. 27, 46. My God, my God, why? I suspect that question was asked thousands, millions of times by people in 2020 who thought that they were alone and overwhelmed and weighed down. But God's people are never alone. Even though we may feel overwhelmed and weighed down. Jesus bore our sins... And he bore all of that as God looks away for just a moment. So you and I will never be forsaken. He bore our sin 
so that we never have to be alone and overwhelmed and weighed down eternally. Next. Number five. This had to do with appetite and intake. Turn to John 19. Look at John 19. Look at verse 28. What Jesus said from the cross. I believe what the Lord teaches us in his death as well as his life teaches us how we ought to live and die so we can be with him forevermore, don't you? I thirst. 2020 has reminded me of how much I need to take God in. How my appetite for other things sometimes starts to rival what my appetite should be for Him. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Matthew 5 and verse 6. Number 6. Look at John 19 and verse 30. And for people that get the idea that Jesus was just kind of a weak and pathetic and pale fellow that that had no strength, no energy, he cries out, it is finished, paid in full. Problem dealt with. Bearing our sin, going through the pain that he went through, he still says it's finished. But does he have a crown of thorns on his head? Does he have nail prints in his hands and feet? Would a soldier thrust a spear into his side? Jesus didn't get out of this old world without some scars. You and I won't either. Anticipate them, though some you can't. But make the determination that you will bless him through every burden. You will sing to Him through every sorrow. You will praise Him through every problem and pain. And that you will trust Him in every trial. Number seven. Open your Bibles to the 23rd chapter of the book of Luke. Look at verse 46. The seventh takeaway was, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. No more valuable a possession, my spirit. No more safe a place.
in your hands. Commit yourself to giving your heart, your soul, and your mind to the Lord. You don't have anything more precious than those things. And there's no safer place where they'll be cared for in the hands of God. One more time. Go and tell others what great things He has done for you and how He has shown you mercy. I want 2021 to be the best year of my life in doing that very thing. How about you? If you're not in Christ, now's the time to come to Jesus. Through faith, repentance, and baptism, you respond to His love and mercy and sinlessness. And you have your sins washed away. And you're added to His church. And for those of us who are Christians, there has been enough in this lesson today for some of us to need to tell God, I am sorry. Please forgive me. And help me to use my time this year to tell others of the great things you have done and how you have shown me mercy and to not complain about my problems and to not stress my burdens but to bless God who carries those burdens too. May God help us. Let us stand and sing.